rise, grand rise, gods and goddesses, kings, queens, titans, alchemists, occultists, adepts, initiates, healed, the ones coming into their healing. Remember, today is the only day that matters. You are the only one that matters. Because through that crosshair, you start to see the reflections and learn how to heal. Welcome to the God Hour Podcast. I'm your host, the Master in Ceremonies, Papa Lucy. And this is Season 3, Episode 33, that's them threes. Rejection. One of the biggest aspects when we come into being rejected, that fear mindset of being afraid to be told no, being afraid to say no. We're going to be getting into that this week by getting into this session. First session is going to be titled The Way I Am. That's going to lead us into the second session, which is going to be the unhealed slave or the worker being a slave to your emotions. And then we're going to smooth it on out with the end of it to become that healed owner. But before we get into that, you know, we got to get into the God thoughts that sparked this week's episode. We're going to get into that weekly reading with Papa. Papa going to give you that weekly reading so you can have some clarity going on throughout the week. And then we're going to get into this session. Welcome to the God Hour Podcast. Remember, if it resonates, let it move you. Let it make you the greatest. Let it make you better. We ain't into feeling good. We into getting better. Let's get into this. Not wanting to hear the word no. Not wanting to say no. 
not wanting people to look at me a certain way. All of these are aspects, once again, of that identity. The ego creates that mindset, but think about it like this. If I do not deal with the aspect of rejection being a point for me to learn from, how to become better, how to move on, how to become the best me, then how can I truly grow? If the world was full of everybody telling me yes, if I'm telling everybody yes, how exactly can I set my boundaries? How exactly can I set my standard, build my, through my intention, allow my trajectory to always land on that very standard? We're going to get deep into this. That this is the way I am shit, it don't fly no more. That I'm a slave to my emotions, it don't fly no more. So a lot of shit right here, we in a no-fly zone. But before we get into this session, let's get into this weekly reading. Welcome to the God of Podcast. As we get our cards shuffled up for this week's weekly reading, one more time. First card we're going to pull out. Let's see what the first card is. Ooh, the chariot. I love the chariot card. The chariot card stands for the control, willpower, the success, the determination, or understanding yourself, discipline, seeing those oppositions so you can gain a sense from the lack of direction that you have as a boy. Second call we pull in. Ooh, Page of Swords. Page of Swords represents the aspects of new ideas. So that lack of direction is keeping you from your new ideas. It represents that curiosity, that thirst for that knowledge, the new ways to communicate and learn from those haphazard actions and the hasty steps that you made back in the past. Next card that we pull out is the King of Wands. The King of Wands represents that new, uh, that new born elite, natural born leader. That vision, that entrepreneurship, that ownership of our emotions. That honor to live and understand from our impulsive, ruthless, high expectations that were based upon the trumpets. The Five of Pentacles represents the financial loss. And you know, we talk about financial loss here. It's not only financial loss like as in money, but we're talking about that energy loss within that financial loss. Remember, your energy is the price that you pay. You use your energy to pay for everything. So if you've been feeling a loss of energy, it reflects in the financial aspect. That lackluster mindset, it's time for that isolation. Don't worry about the recovery. It's going to come with the isolation. This also represents that card of uh, spiritual poverty. The fifth card we're going to pull for the final card before we get into the aspect of the reading is the Seven of Pentacles. The Seven of Pentacles represents long-term vision, sustainable results, perseverance, and investment. Once again, before we even get into the reading, 
I'm gonna say this. If it resonates with you, embrace the message. Become what is desired to be the best version and get in alignment. We first have the chariot card. So I'm seeing a lot of that vibe of having the willpower to take true control. It may have been an easy ride to survive in the spaces that you were in, but at this point you may start feeling that opposition in the comfort of your life now is restricting your view of that new direction. This is seen in the Page of Pentacles card. There's a new ideal curiosity. While the ego is telling you to stay where you are, no, now, let's not move in haste, your heart is pumping for a new route. It's pumping for that new aspect of attack. The only way to acquire what you truly desire is to change the way your actions are not matching how you communicate with the universe. This is pulled out and I can see this based on the King of Wands. It's time to expand that vision and take the lead to what you want overall. This doesn't mean making those impulsive, this, does, this doesn't mean make another impulsive, impulsive decision. This means Allowing yourself to take that thirst, that growth, that new knowledge, and the groom where you are to set the tone of where you want to go. Remember, your attention is powered by what has your attention. That is the vehicle. This is going to take you out of that aspect of, as I'm seeing within the uh, Five of Pentacles, it's time for that isolation to recover. It's time for you to maybe not go out this week it's time for you to stop putting everything out there in the public and allowing them to set the tone of how you're growing it's time to stop running away from the challenge to embrace that discomfort it's really time to embrace that discomfort it's really time to start setting those boundaries for the healing that feeling of rejection or being rejected is a reflection of the complacency in going forward. You became complacent in getting everything that you got from where you're at. It's time to stop accepting the sight and start seeing the vision. You seem to have not been wanting to face it directly and wanting to cling to that taking the easy way out. As seen by the Seven of Pentacles, to get results, you're gonna have to sustain, saving face and rip the fucking rose-colored glasses off. Allow it to set in. You want that new hue? You have to put that old vision in the rear view. It made you feel safe from not really learning. It made you feel okay from not stepping into the space of, oh my God, if somebody tells me no one more time, I mean, look at me. If I can't tell them no because it's my family, time to start setting the fucking boundaries. You may have been good at existing within that space, within that algorithm, but in that new spot that you want to try to get to, it's gonna take you being in the driver's seat. 
not in the passenger seat, not in the back seat, not allowing the roller coaster, the chains that clink, clink, clinks in the roller coaster, to allow you to move for, uh, to control your movements. A lot of times we get scared of that. A lot of times we get scared of that. We get scared of looking at those new moves. We get scared of looking at those new ideas. We get scared to take the uh, power into our own hands. We get uh, disheartened with the aspects of what we, what was once rejected about us and accepting those things to learn. And those are the things that are always going to leave you in a state of not really creating what you truly want. And that's what you truly want, right? You want to grow. You want to become better than you were before. If this message, once again, resonates with you, take the message and allow it to take you to the next level. This has been your weekly reading here on The God Hour. Welcome, 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 one and all. It's your, it's the guy, Papa Lucy. Welcome to another episode of The God Hour. That was a powerful reading. That reading made me sit back. I like whenever I'm doing a collective reading for the collective and it resonates with me in certain ways because it gives me the aspects of seeing where I was at and accepting where I am, which leads into the first part of our session, the way I am. Now, for a lot of us, we come into this space when we're looking at, I've been, I've been hurt. I've been traumatized. Within a collective, we'll say we've been traumatized. We've been through slavery. We've been through malicious acts. We've been criticized for being ourselves. But at what point are you actually gonna accept your role? That's the major key. There is this aspect in our minds a lot of the times we're saying this is just the way we are. You try being persecuted and oppressed and, and being stuck under struggle how long are we gonna cling to this excuse? Really, it's this some real shit. That's like the biggest, this is the way that I am based on what I've been through. That is the most unhealed space or one of the top unhealed things that you gotta deal with in order to even start healing. You have to accept your part and take responsibility for your learning. You have to accept your part and take your responsibility in the action of your healing. It's not, it's not cute. It's not, it's not something that people are gonna be looking at you anymore for be like, yeah, 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 you've been through that. I see, I see that. Because now you just have this pity party based on entitlement. You feel like you're entitled to some good things because you've been through the bad things. What did you learn from the bad things? 
what did you learn from the negative aspects because that negative shit that happened it turns up being good for you whenever you get something from it that negative thing it seems to serve you a lot of purpose whenever you're getting something from it but then when the positive part come up about hey you've been through it you made it through it you're strong that don't serve you a purpose most people most individuals enjoy being broken they enjoy the attention they get from being broken they enjoy the attention they get from doing if any work more so none at all in getting that pity clap getting that aspect of girl you ain't gotta worry about it it isn't you it's these men bro man you ain't gotta worry about it you know how these hoes are it's excuses i've never i've never accepted those excuses i was always that one friend always that one associate always that one homeboy always that one person in the damn circle that would be like nigga no it is your fault nah sis it is your fault and everybody would look at me like i lost my damn mind how you gonna tell her that we supposed to be making her feel good nah i want to make her feel better Yes, even back then, whenever I was going through my own fucking traumas, I wanted to make people feel better. And this is what happens when you're in that, this is the way I am spill. You attract the ones that are still in that, this is the way I am spill. Remember, whatever you're not working on or whatever, whenever you're raising up, your level of consciousness brings you a certain level of light, a certain level of understanding, a certain level of information. And it's filtered through that very trauma. So if I'm reading narratives that are based upon staying within the default struggle paradox or staying within the default oppression paradox, anything, even the stuff that's in the information, because you can read the Nakamandi scriptures and it break that shit down to you. You can read the Nag Hammadi scriptures, the Emerald Tablets, the Gnostic text, the Hermetica, the Coming of the Day, or the Book of the Dead. Read the Anunnaki story. Read the, read the book Dirt. And it all leads back. Read, read the creation story in any of these, read any of the creation stories. It tells you that you were the one that did it. Even when you read the Bible, and it was funny because I was watching, I was just re-watching because I like watching my love and hip, my love and hip-hop based content shows. I was watching Brother Polite versus uh the Black Jesus Minister. We were watching it together today. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is exactly how the motherfuckers think. He came up with some Prolite came up with the information to dis, dis, 
connect you from the belief aspect and you can see what it looks like when you don't disconnect from the belief concept and go into your aspect of knowing growing into creating your own structure for yourself creating your own interpretation reading and studying stuck under that spell so how long are you gonna be stuck under this spell of the world's against me no one understands me nobody gets me everybody want to criticize me everybody wants to reject me when are you going to start accepting those rejections as your projection points the points that you can lead from learning that listen to the next time you say no to somebody why are you saying it are you saying no because just based off of hurt are you saying no because you're actually set a dang parameter for you you set a boundary for yourself being able to say no without the guilt of how somebody's going to feel but having the understanding for why they would feel the way that they feel or having the gist of the understanding for it that's a healed aspect accepting somebody's no and then taking that no and then going back to the drawing board on working on the things that they said no about being able to it is a master this is the aspect of self-mastery when somebody tells you no and you're able to ask them why why are you saying no that's one part the second part is being able to accept it whether you agree or disagree you accept their reason even if the reason's bullshit even if the reason's bullshit you're able to accept it and move forward because it's going to be able to help you further reinforce your boundaries if I walk into a space and somebody says, you got to make me happy, and I say no, and they say why, and I say, it's not my job to make you happy, and then they feel, whose job is it then? And I tell them, it's your job to make yourself happy, and they don't want to accept that, that's cool and fine and dandy. They ain't got to accept it. But what they were expecting, they're not going to get. So they have to either accept that or either way they're gonna have to accept me either moving going back about my business or dealing with them that's something that i refuse to deal with negative energy i don't even like telling people certain people certain things because i don't need that negative influence to fuel within my intention i don't i don't i don't i don't need it and that's a big aspect when it's coming it's from that the when we get into the uh healed owner aspect but let's get through this this is who i am aspect this is who i am this is who i am I'm, i've been hurt i've been it's 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 different when i notice when people do it everybody chimes in like i've been watching i've been preach on uh, my youtube on youtube i and it's funny because like people are sit there and put themselves like i've been hurt and i've been this this and this and everybody cheers on the negative banter 
everybody cheers on the negative what is actually negative self-talk and then their reply to it is negative reinforcing the negative self-talk so if i'm accepting my negative self-talk to myself and then i'm accepting the negative reinforcement of my self-talk why do i be why would i be surprised if everything's being pushed away from me two negatives don't charge anything they cancel each other out they push everything away so why would i accept that type of narrative for myself why would i accept the narrative of somebody looking at me and saying that you can't do what you're doing you cannot you cannot do what you're doing it's always funny when i hear somebody i remember i made a post this was like probably two three years back and i said something about shadow work and the healing process and i put a little short little expert about old self at the top and i put uh healed self and then i put master and then somebody looked at the post and all they chimed in on was the unhealed aspect. They didn't go anywhere past the unhealed in the, the line, the line, the three lines that I put in there about unhealed. And they went into the comments and they were like, sounds like somebody's unhealed. Sound like somebody's trying to put their problems on other people. Sounds like this, this, that, and the third. So as I'm looking at this, this is my this is one of my this is one of my ego deaths. I've had many ego deaths. And you still gonna have ego deaths, even when you get to a certain level, when you get to those higher levels. It's just different. But I'm sitting there and I'm like looking, and it took everything in me not to respond to what they were saying. And all I said was read the rest of the post. That's all I said. Read the rest of the post. Much gratitude. Ashe. And then their response was, I don't need to read the rest of the post. You're speaking of being unhealed and you're speaking of this unhealed thing, voicing your unhealed negative energy out there. And it's not serving a purpose other than you're trying to get pity. I was like, read the rest of the post. And then they went on with some more lines and I'm like, okay, read the rest of the post. Every response that I said was read the rest of the post. I said, read the rest of the post about, I gave it four times. And then the last post was like, much gratitude. Have a blessed, have a blessed be to your day. I think it was the first time I used the word blessed be. Blessed be to the day. And that was like one of the first times. And then I remember another time where I was sitting there and I made a post. It was like when I was doing God Thought videos and I put up the video and I, it was the first time I said, only you matters. You are the only one that matters. You are the only one that matters. And that was like the first video then because it was like 30 minutes I had to split it up. And then I split it up and then this person went under that post 
even though all the videos have been posted and it was part it said part one right beside it and then he went in and said if you're the only one that matters i hope you don't have kids because you're the only one that matters i was like listen to the other videos he put post the other videos i was like they are already up this is part one go to part two three four and five and then get back at them they went to part five they i guess i'm i am going to assume that they went to part five they went they went through and after that it was a very apologetic tone they were no longer aggressive you're a cool dude do, 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 and all this stuff i was like okay much gratitude have a good rest of the week I've learned just not to deal with it anymore. People are going to reject what they do not understand. People are going to reject what they cannot use based on those traumas. People are going to reject healing if they're getting something from being unhealed. It's like the, we'll use the quintessential stripper that has childhood trauma issues that because they're getting money from this aspect or a mundane byproduct from that aspect they don't need to work on their energy they don't need to work on themselves because they're getting everything they need right there in that moment but let me tell you something about this energy when you're right there in that moment your energy when it's decreasing when you're getting weaker your face start looking bad that this has set me the way I am shit that is the quickest way to destroy your energy higher level higher level entities such as myself such as the people that I, the, the gods and the goddesses that I deal with we come from a higher level aspect it means we see energy so it doesn't matter what you look like <clears throat> what you drive, what you have. We can see your unhealed aura. We can see your light being very dim. We see you for what you actually are. We see you as a low level energy succubus or incubus. We see that. You can't walk around looking like that all the time. It don't matter how much makeup you put on. It don't matter what your eyeshadow do, how much makeup you put on. It don't matter how you cut your hair, how you rock your locks. It don't matter how many unks you got on. It don't matter how many spiritual, enhanced spiritual pieces you got on. If your energy's not right, ain't nobody gonna fuck with you. And you ain't got no one else but yourself to blame. Stop blaming the initiator of the trauma and learn from the initiation. That's what it was. The person that initiated the trauma doesn't matter. It initiated you into a thought process. There are people walking around right now, well off in their fucking forties that have not dealt with a trauma when they were 12 and everything that they're doing through the 12 year old self 
everything that they're doing is coming through that 12 year old time loop for that trauma they've advanced so far in their life based on their identity based on the trauma that every time it's shot now that they're at this point right now and this energy getting real heavy metro mercury retrograde fuck them up chiron fucked them up the aspects of their saturn in their 12th house fuck no is it saturn in 12th house Lilith in their 12th house fucking them up right now the negative aspects of neptune fucking them up right now because they ain't dealing with it they're studying this false sense of expectancy of their reality they're constantly in this false expectancy to set their reality based on those false expectancies they want somebody to do something for them why can't nobody why can't i find nobody to make me happy find yourself why can't i find somebody to make me feel good and get me some red bottoms and some ugg boots get yourself the fucking ugg boots one of the biggest things i used to say to a lot of people every time when they would be like well it costs money to date me or it costs money to do this for me it costs it co- i cost a lot i'm high maintenance and i always say to them out loud I will be thinking I'm saying it in my head, but I'm saying it out loud. I'm like, what were you doing? How long you been single? For about a year, six months. Sometimes they lie about the number. And I'm like, so what were you doing before then? How are you getting your hair done? How are you getting your nails done? How are you appropriating these things? Oh, I always got someone to pay for my hair and nails. So what you're saying is from one angle that if I'm not providing it, somebody else will. What you're saying to yourself is if I'm not going to provide it to myself, somebody is going to do it for me. Somebody's going to worship me based on the physical and that's fine and dandy but don't expect no long term anything from that don't expect anything real to happen don't expect your intentions to be set and affirmations to be granted and your blessings to flourish coming from that space you can't do it because you're going to be over emotional overprotective uh jealous you're gonna be these anatones that are based on internal workings and meeting a dude meet someone like me you said what we gonna do about it i said that's an internal problem we can discuss the problem get to the root of the issue this is my psychologist coming out we could get to the root of the issue, but it's going to take you to be willing to open up to that space. Because I'm balanced. I'm sorry. I am balanced. I am happy. I'm in great shape. Spiritually, I'm in great shape mentally. I'm about to be even more better shape uh, physically, which is going to transpire to me being in better shape mentally to better shape uh spiritually everything that i attach my everything that i'm 
connected to is in the aspects of making me go to the next level. So why would I accept? Why would anybody want to accept this is the way that I am? Why would you want to accept pity offerings? Because that's what y'all getting. There's queens and there's queens out here right now. There's kings out here right now that are accepting offerings to their altars. Even since they've deified themselves, they're accepting offerings to their altar ego. They're accepting the offerings to their altar ego, to their altar or their ego. They're accepting being, yeah, you look real fresh, yeah, because they have nothing else to offer. That's just like the dude that always wants to send dick pics and the chick that always sends her ass first and then gets mad when people don't see her for anything else. You are attracting low vibrational energy. Even if you do it from the highest aspect, and this is real shit, even if you do it from like the higher aspect, if you're doing low vibrational things with the intent to get low vibrational kinetic energy, which would be in this case money. And you're not doing it in a stasis of I'm healed and I'm embracing myself. What do you think you're going to get? The low vibrational niggas. And then since you're saying accept me for the way that I am, you can't accept. Uh, mm, sorry. Ooh. You can't accept that people only can see you by your level of light. People only can see, receive you based on that level of light. And since you want to be so standoffish, not realizing that you set the tone by accepting you for who you were, you got to accept them for who they are to get what you are getting. You have to accept them for who they are. If you expect them to accept thee for who you are in order to get what you're getting. And that's one of the hardest fucking things for a lot of people when it comes to rejection. Setting their boundaries because they're afraid they ain't going to get nothing else. Man, if I tell them no, then the next time I need somebody to give me a ride, they're going to look at me funny. The next time that I say no, the next time I need a place to crash or whatever or somebody to come over and help me do something they're gonna say no why are you around individuals that do that anyway i was listening to the bob album uh the other day and there's a line in there was like the people that got you for your i i'm paraphrasing the people that got you the boy your homeboys got you for your bread the one your boys what can i say to find out who's real who's really with you that's the price that you pay. That's the aspect of setting your boundaries. To see who's really with you, to see who's rocking with you, to see who's on your, see who's in, see who's really gonna be there. And it's a hell of a five price to pay. With that, no. It's a hell of a price to have to put out there. But at the end of the day, if you put that price out there and it is paid and it is accepted, you would now have your new answer. What you gonna do next? 
you said you that's why when somebody says i want all i pray to god that god take everything out of my life or some people will say i'm asking the universe to remove anything that does not serve me out of my life and then problems arise with your uh boyfriend or your girlfriend problems arise between your friends problems arise between your family members they've always been there what's happening is when you invoke that energy it's pointing out those spaces you can't move in that space based on getting what you want and need you're getting exactly what is required for you to be able to create the alignment to what you desire that is the biggest thing that happens whenever you set a tone you want the intention I want to be happy when I say it. Whenever I used to say that, I remember the first time I actually said it and I actually understood it. I was like, yo, remove everybody out of my life that no longer serves me a purpose. And the tone that I had was so exciting and powerful and happy and, and, and God. I was on my God shit. That when it happened, all I could do was laugh and smile. What I was noticing is that those individuals, they were the ones that were mad. That anger that would have transpired either way, they were mad because they were being separated out of my space. I was getting exactly what I required to align with what I desired to create. Ain't no better feeling than that. A lot of people don't understand that. There's no better feeling than that. To be able to sit there and be like, you know what? I ain't got to worry about these people no more. Bad. I ain't got to worry about their issues, their problems, their mama, their daddy. I ain't got to worry about that shit no more, man. Bet that up, man. I ain't worried about them dry-ass fools. All they doing is sucking up my air and using all my, using all my time and space anyway. That's the key. major that's the, a major breakthrough for people and some people don't want to accept that major breakthrough for themselves yeah people just don't want to accept it and it's it's a it's a sad aspect to live that way really Stay tuned for more God Hour. And that leads us into the aspects of the unhealed slave. The unhealed slave or the unhealed worker. The one that continuously knocking the microphone around and shit. The one that is constantly being not in check of their emotions. That is what I call the unhealed worker. When you are in this aspect of being stuck within your emotions and not wanting to deal with yourself and not wanting to work for yourself, work on yourself, you become a slave to your emotions. So think about this reflection. This is for some, not all. When it comes to the aspect of becoming the owner, a business owner, LLC. I'm speaking from, I'm gonna speak from the level of the LLC and the business 
within this mantra, within this uh segment, but I'm gonna break it down based on the LLC and being the ownership of your emotion. But this is for the one that is cool with being, they have found it okay to work within that narrative. Some people need that nine to five. Some people love the nine to five life. It gives them exactly what they need. They get what they want. But even in that aspect, you should learn how to manage yourself and rise to the highest level of the occasion. So I call it the unhealed worker comp, that unhealed worker, the unhealed slave complex. When we move in that mindset of the world's against me and no one wants to accept me for who I am and I'm not setting boundaries, you start to notice that in your everyday life that everything seems to be working against you. You start to notice everything is working against you. Your job get mad, you always late to your job, you always running around, you always trying to you're always trying to do more than it. You're trying to do more within the aspects of the day within a timeline that's already constricted, which means you'll wake up and I noticed, I mean, I remember this when I was younger, I call it the college, I call it the, uh, I call it college day. Like, you know, when you right out of school or you right out of high school or you right out of college, let me get myself situated. Oh my goodness. Oh, let me get myself situated. Oh, knock stuff over. Woo. In this good space right now. Ugh. But yeah, really remember back in the day when you used to wake up around 12 o'clock in the afternoon? You didn't have anything to do, so you just woke up at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. You said, I'm gonna wake up at 12. I really ain't got shit to do today. I'm just gonna wake up at 12 o'clock and just do stuff this way. That's the aspect being within this space. You cannot be upset with the world that you don't have enough time to do anything if you ain't waking up to do what I do what you need to do. That's what I was, this is kind of what I was what I state when I'm stating. I wake up at 4 a.m. every day. That's if I go to sleep. I wake up at 4 a.m. between 4 a.m. and 5.30 anyway. I had all that time to myself to collect my thoughts, do a self-healing, go over myself. I create this little blue light in my mind and I scan my body and make sure if I'm hurt or I'm aching anywhere, what I need to work on, I check my uh chakras and see which way my golden uh halo is spinning if it's spinning to the left then i know i got some physical things i gotta deal with. no if it's spinning to the right i know there's some physical things i gotta if it's spinning to the right i know there's some spiritual aspects i gotta deal with and i've spinning to the left i know there's something physically holding me back but i do my self check and now i'm going to the gym now I'm going to the gym. This is day uh two. By the time y'all listen to this, it'll be day two. Day two of me going to the gym. Going back to the gym, get my workouts in. Planet Fitness is taking the money back out of my account. So I said, I might as well go. And I didn't stop. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. No, no hesitation. I was just in alignment. I'm noticing that when I'm saying things, things are coming into fruition faster. I'm noticing that when I'm stating the statement from the level of an owner, shit is coming into play. I'm not worried about, oh shit, someone ain't gonna accept me or 
They're going to be mad. They're going to look at me where I ain't got no self-conscious thoughts in my mind. I can care less. I have the compassion and the wisdom to become humble to myself, to see it the way that it's seen and make my moves accordingly. You can't do that when you're stuck in that nine to five. You can't stuck in that. You can't do that when you in that nine to five and you you're adhering to the rules and the regulations of others. The aspects and the action, the aspects and the expectancy of others. How can you accept yourself if you if your whole life is tuned around this aspect of working for everybody else, making everybody else feel good? What this causes is in your life, you find escapes. For the black community, especially, and this is anybody community. You try to find your win. You try to find yourself a golden ticket. Some literally, some metaphorically. You try to find your golden ticket. You try to find your way out. The problem with trying to find your way out is the path to your way out from the unhealed perspective is usually littered with everything that you got to push out the way to get through that door. I'll use this as an example. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm sitting on my couch. In front of me is an, the ottoman, a chase, and then there's the door to the balcony. From my angle, I can see the door. I can see the ottoman. I can see the chase. And I can see, I can see the door. I can see the knob. I can see outside the blinds. I can see everything that I need to see. But the steps that it's gonna take me to getting there is maneuvering around all of these things. But if I haven't accepted that there's things in front of me, how can I create my path and know how to move? If I have not noticed, realized, or took acceptance to the things that are in front of me, how can I make the steps forward to move? That's where a lot of people are at. You want 4 a.m. results on a 12 p.m. schedule. You want 4 p. You want them 4 a.m. results on a 12 p.m. schedule. You want that Miss America, God body, hard body, by a vessel, but you want my 600 pound life vibrations and frequencies. You want the Beyonce and Jay story, but you can't work out past the traumas, let alone, since you can't work out through your own traumas and issues, you can't even see the traumas and issues that led to that, the infidelities that are happening within your life. You being, you create infidelities in your own damn life by the way that you accept yourself. You ain't doing no healing and no work and you expecting results. It doesn't work that way. 
This is that owner mentality. You need to have, you need to move into that owner mentality. But before you become, you know, into the owner mentality, you must subject yourself to the attributes of the ideal highest points in understanding the unhealed mentality, the trauma mentality, the traumas that you've been through, the things that you keep doing. You have y'all even know that you can go work out every single day, but if you stress that out the house, you ain't going to lose no weight. Do you know that if your energy is not right within your household, that your energy will not be right at your job and you cannot make any money? Direct reflection. Your unhealed aspects, the traumas that you bonded to, are giving you the environment that you're in. You feel constricted, you feel tired. You feel like you ain't getting nothing done. You always feel like you gotta rush. You always gotta feel like you gotta be the man. You always gotta feel like you, you, you always feel like you gotta be the man. And that's coming from the aspect of the, of the female, the queen, and the aspects of the boy that's trying to become the king. You always feel like you gotta be the man. What trauma got you set in your 12 year old ways? What trauma got you set in that 16 year old thought process? What aspect got you stuck within that five year old mindset that you can get whatever you want? You live in your terrible twos and you 32, 33, 34, 25, 28, hike, blue 32. And you wondering why your life is the way that it is. You wonder that no matter what you do, you keep getting the same exact result. In order to get to the next level, you got to accept that challenge to step out of that pathway. You got to be willing to step out there and put in that fucking work. You got to be willing to do that. Step out there, put in that fucking work. Do what's needed at that motherfucking point in time in order for you to transcend past the expectations of your old self. You got to be willing to do that shit. Because if not, you're going to be sitting here every single day up until you about 65 ready to retire and live your golden years. But you got all this debt you left behind. I'm talking about that karmic debt. You working so hard to ensure somebody else is alright. You working so hard to keep those individuals in your life that are doing you no purpose. You sitting here acquiring debt. You sitting here acquiring your karmic debt, raising your karmic debt, overdrawing your emotional account, and then you sitting here wondering why your life is the way that it is. Because you're appraising it from an unhealed aspect. I thought about it when I was going into business. When I went, when I started branding myself and building everything that I was doing, I noticed that as I was doing the things that I was doing to get to this point—podcast episodes, lectures, got a call alchemist, my L- my LLC, my company, <clears throat> and branding and all the aspects. I noticed that until I could, I had to literally become a whole entirely different individual entity to embrace this energy. 
I remember sitting there, even when I was doing personal training and minor consulting, like three, four years ago, I remember sitting there and so many things would come up, but I wasn't willing to face it head on. I always had a reason, people trying to criticize me, people trying to knock me down, people trying to fuck me up, trying to hold me back. But in reality, it was just myself holding myself back because I was not able to see those rejections, those no's. One of my mentors taught me about the no. He said, when you go into a situation, <clears throat> they should not be able to tell you no. And even if you have mastered your craft <clears throat> to the point to where you believe that they cannot tell you no, but you're willing to accept the no, you can ask them why they said no. And you can accept their reason for saying no. Because behind that reason of them saying no, <clears throat> you're able to then create your next play. You know what I mean? Do you know how profound that was to me when I finally was able to use that information in its full capacity. That set the tone for everything that I do now. Nobody can tell me no. And if they tell me no, even after I perfected and mastered my craft, I can ask them why they said no and accept their answer. And even if their answer is straight bullshit, I can accept their answer and make my moves the way I got to do next. If so, in reflection, if I say no to somebody, I don't expect them to accept my answer, but I do accept them. I do accept them not accepting my answer. I do accept them not accepting or expecting the answer that I give them. That's true compassion. When it don't move, you can be like, someone can tell me no, and I'll be like, all right. Nine times out of 10, I'm not gonna ask why. And most people, when they're in that unhealed worker mindset, they're waiting for you to ask why. So they have a reason to give you more of a, they, they have more of a reason to stay connected to your energy. Because they're workers. All they understand is work. All they understand is hustle. All they understand is grind. Their default is struggle. So they're going to struggle. They're always gonna go back to struggling. So you can give them a pinpoint present. You can give them a PowerPoint presentation an equivalent to an answer that lacks out every single point that they now can invest their energy into. And because their mindset is still stuck in that worker mentality, they can't understand that boss-minded life. They can't understand that boss mentality. Some people are not, you can't give motherfuckers the world, let alone the city, 
when they only lose to, used to a couple city blocks. You can't be pouring out the ace of spade to motherfuckers that are used to pinnacle and uh, burnets. You 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 can't give them the good stuff. They're not ready for it. Setting that tone, allowing that when you start accepting that rejection part of Google from a worker and you accept that oh you are a worker you're not ready for this level you'll start seeing how certain people act in certain circles i remember like when my circle was small as it was there were certain things that i was going to that they weren't ready for i remember going to so many different meetings back in the day and this is when i was like in that life when i was like as my one of my as my mentor my mentor uh nick said mr leach as he said he was like you rolling with the bosses right now and i remember one time we were sitting there we were in a cigar bar and he was like do you ever wonder why you're always the one that i have come with me whether you're driving or you're riding with me you ever wonder why you're the first person that I say, you're off the clock. Uh, we going over here? And I was like, I never really thought about it. He was like, because you're not like the rest. And at that point in time, I took it as some racist shit. Somebody like, I took it as like, wait, am I the house niggas? And like, before I could even like form, finish formulating that thought in my mind, he was like, no, Charlie, it ain't nothing like that. That's what they act like. And he showed me the other, we had, it was me as an up and coming manager. And then we had two other uh, managers that were the shucking and driving. They were literally shucking and jiving, drive, jiving to get into their position. They were shucking and jiving. Always trying to make, laughing at his jokes. All this laughing was like, if I'm not funny, I don't expect anybody to laugh. And I've looked at you and you won't even laugh if it's not funny. That's why you're in this position that you're in. And that was another profound moment. And I took, it's moments like that, that you get it's similar to like when my pops told me uh my pops told me things that i wasn't ready for and even my father told me things that i wasn't ready for that when i finally got them the only reason that i could get to them was because i did an aspect of healing to get to that point to make so it made sense one of the things my pops always told me there's a hole right there in the ground you can't walk over it you can't walk over it and you can't walk around it but there's a hole right there how do you get over it and i remember that took so long for me to gather on i don't even really think he had an answer but it didn't matter because i learned the answer i was like there's a hole i remember one time i was sitting there and someone looked at me and I took that information. I was like, there's a hole in front of you. You can't walk around it. 
and you can't walk over it, what do you do? And then he looked at me, my, my uh, brother looked at me, he was like, what do you do? I said, you throw them dead bodies in there. He was like, what dead bodies? The older versions of yourself. I got probably nine to six bodies in the hole right there. It's still not full to the top yet. I got like four more bodies I got to drop in there right now at this moment. Now I can walk over that hole. That hole will be filled. But then right in front of me, there's going to be another hole. He was like, damn, bro, that's deep. And I was like, damn, that is deep. Because I finally got it. When you're in this space and you're not healing yourself, all you're doing is standing in front of a hole. You cry, rain, it get rainy, the hole filled with water. You still can't walk over it now, it's filled with water. The sun come out and it's hot and you mad as hell. So then the water dries out the hole. You still can't walk over the hole because now the hole's empty. It's not until you accept what has to be thrown into that hole and risk either you're going to do one or two things. Either you're going to risk yourself to sacrifice, risk yourself as risk what you need to do as sacrifice for others to get over that hole and you're in the bottom of that hole or you're going to accept the sacrifice of the things, those people that are in your life are only reflections of aspects of you that need to die off. So how are you going to fill that hole? Six feet deep, six feet wide. How are you going to fill that hole? That means you need at least six bodies to go in there before you get to the next hole that's in front of you. There's always going to be an open grave waiting for you to fall into it. There's always going to be those individuals that are going to be in your life that are waiting for you to fall. Only so they can say they just like us. I'm not even going to lie. I fell in a couple of those holes. In the time that it took me to climb out of those holes was monumentally just me having to climb out of the hole was an ego death. So the closer I got to the top of the hole, the more and when I would fall back in and get back up, I noticed that I was lighter because I was getting back up to continue the climb. Before I knew it, every time that I fell back, it was less and less of a fall. because I was leaving out of that worker mentality. The less and less that I was in that worker mentality, the unhealed slave to my emotions, anger and being and not dealing with my shadows and not dealing with my work, I noticed that that hole was starting to fill up behind me or under my feet. I was noticing that I was in certain positions that other people weren't able to get into. 
I was seeing those good things. Once again, I was seeing those good things coming to my favor that I couldn't understand at a certain point in time. I was actually starting to be able to embrace the healing. I was no longer scared of the shadows. I was no longer scared of how people were going to look at me because they were going to look at my ass anyway. There's people right now that look at me like I've, there was people that looked at me like I was untouchable then. They said I was untouchable. I didn't believe them. I said, I'm nigga, I'm normal. But now I'm humble as fuck. I'm humble to know that I'm untouchable. And this goes into the aspects of you being truly healed as you're coming into your healing aspects. But you have to put in that work. You have to start as that unhealed worker, that unhealed slave. Until you're strong enough to free yourself from those chains and not just simply be emancipated from or the transfer of ownership. Stop transferring your ownership, your emotions to other people. Stop emancipating your emotions to other people. You took all of those broken emotions from your family life, your mom, your pops and and whatever happened with uncles and aunts and shit, and then you transferred, you emancipated or transferred the ownership of your emotional imbalances over to another relationship. You took that emotional imbalance and you put it into your job. You took that emotional imbalance and you put it into your kids. You put it into your family members. You put it into your friends. And in reflection, they give you that shit back. So you think it's normal. That is cool not to have any type of fucking ownership. It made me really think, I just now think about that Killer Mike shit and I'm expounding upon it. Killer Mike said, people are not ready for a revolution. Can you hunt? Can you fish? Do you have a talent? Do you have a trade? Do you have something to go? Do you have something that can sustain your life? Not survive, but sustain your life. And then I'm gonna go into a brother panic lecture when it was like, Half of the stuff that you saying that you need, do you know how to do yourself? And now I'm going into myself. If it's not there yet, create the door. You are the creator. You want to be a God? Here are the challenges of being a God. And God, even though it is a neuter noun and it's for the masculine and the feminine, if you want to be a God, in this case, I'm going to say, if you want to be, if you're a God, create the doorway. You're a goddess, nurture that fucking rising of yourself. You want to call yourself a Titan, embrace that aspect of chaos. You want to call yourself an alchemist, create from the nothing, create from nothing the putrid and the defecation of humanity and create something. Take yourself out of the worker mentality. You can tell a lot of people are stuck within a certain position and they cannot graduate just by their physical output of life. For me, there's no excuse, period. Someone, no one can tell me that I cannot do anything that I'm doing right now. On a Sunday, on Saturday, I finished up a batch of natal charts, sent them out. On Sunday, I started on started on two nether charts. I got one more to finish from that batch. And I started, I made the music for the podcast. 
later on that night i'm sitting there and i'm sitting there getting ready to go to bed before i go to the gym that day that uh moon day and i'm like okay cool now it's time for me to let me work on these videos real quick and edit these videos i'm my own production team and i'm gonna continue being my own production team until i've mastered every aspect because until i master every aspect i'm not gonna be comfortable still not gonna be comfortable once i give it to somebody or hand it off to somebody but i'm not gonna be comfortable until i've mastered it so that i know exactly what it is that i need i know exactly what is required to create what i desire and that's the aspects of becoming from under the unhealed worker or the unhealed slave to my emotions and to my traumas and to my downfalls stay tuned for the break and we don't get into this healed ownership process thank you for choosing a god out and we back we back we back we back had to end on that powerful note because now we stepping into the last segment of this session the heel worker the LLC the felonies in quotes traumas may stop you from getting the job you want and need to survive but it cannot stop you from attaining the LLC that will give you all of the required lead you to all of the requirements to what you want to create or rather the ability that felony slash traumas and quotes traumas may stop you from getting that job or that persecution to be accepted for the way you are it may not, it may allow you to continue emancipating your emotions around, emancipating your emotions from person to person, place to place, and conduits of your trauma. It may do that. And if you're happy with that, be happy with that. Own every part of that, embrace it. But if you truly trying to come to this skybox, you're trying to get them courtside seats to the to the chaos, you gotta come into this level of this hill ownership, baby. It's the ownership club. That LLC you need is gonna give you everything you need to create. That LLC you need, the LLC. It's going to give you everything you need to create. You have to accept that. This aspect of being, I can't express what healing is for everybody else, but I can expound upon the healing of myself and what it's done for me. It's given me this different outlook on life to where I don't stress or worry. And to 
an unhealed individual or a person that doesn't want to accept even go to the aspect of accepting yet somebody that's truly healed truly in love with themselves truly truly rising in themselves creating for themselves putting themselves into that awesome position at every time being within that alignment it's going to come off as conceited it's going to come off as cocky it's going to come off as arrogant but there's a difference between confidence hump that humble confidence and that cockiness and that arrogance see cockiness and arrogance always needs an external state of being it always needs an external state or an external conduit to say that it's great to say that it's supreme listen to this to say that it's supreme it needs something outside of it and it needs something outside of it that's only reflecting its interior to show inferiority. I think about that quote whenever I look at the, uh, whenever they talk about the boss and he's sitting there saying he pull up in a Lamborghini and one of his, his employees say, that's a nice car. And then he says, yeah. And if you work really, really hard and put that grind down, I'll be able to afford two next year. That's what you do when you're in that unhealed aspect. You're constantly building for others. You're constantly trying to make others happy. You're constantly, out, you're constantly trying to make others comfortable. You're constantly shifting the ownership or the emancipation of your emotions out of their way or you're accepting their emancipation rather you accepting their emancipation of their emotions or the transfer of ownership of their emotions so they can move as they need to move you don't want them to stress out you don't want them to be sad you don't want them to be mad you don't want them to be uncomfortable you want them to be in the best position possible for them to continue doing what they're doing but what if what they're doing is not what they need to be doing what if you're simply enabling them and hindering them from seeing the wall that they need to hit? You standing in front of the wall with the little cone, the little arrow, the little flashy cone flashlights that they got at the airport directing their traffic so they don't hit the wall. Meanwhile, you right there on the wall been wrecked and everything you ain't got no time to get your you ain't even got time to get your black box off the damn runway you ain't even got your own you ain't even got time to get your own black box off the runway let alone rather worry about this that impenetrable box that only they can access talking about that shadow work you have to allow it to happen so as I talk about being in this owner-like mindset, the more that I notice that I own my emotions, I own them. That means I owned the, I took full responsibility for what my emotions conveyed and what they created. I took full responsibility for what my negative thoughts and my negative self-talk was getting me. I took full accountability for all of these aspects of myself. And I still take accountability for what they caused. 
I still take accountability for the negatives that I do cause. But the negatives that I do cause serve me a purpose because they're always from a reflective point. I may not feel like getting up in the morning. It may seem negative to some people, but for me, I need a time to recharge. So my negative of not getting up in the morning, not waking up early on a Friday, it gave me more rest. My not going to, my negative, the negative thought of the perceived negative thought of not going to a certain event or a certain venue served me a purpose because instead I sat at my house and I watched freaking the blue exorcist or something. I was watching TV and creating shit at my crib. These are these aspects that we have to start embracing when you become the owner. This is another point, a uh, key point from my, uh, from my uh, mentor. I've had many mentors, but my mentor, Nick Leach, he stuck out, he stuck out the most because he taught me the most life lessons. I remember when we were at the job and there was somebody, there was a manager at our job that was fraternizing with the help, with the employees. And I remember me and it was another up and coming uh, hourly that was under me. And I remember I was sitting in the office. I remember sitting in the office that day and the employee came in and showed Nick all the emails. And I'm like, why is she showing Nick all the emails? Like, I'm legit like, why is she showing Nick all these emails? And I'm like, she really showing Nick all these damn emails. And I remember we looking at the emails. Like, we really looking at these emails, emails and text messages. And I remember Nick was sitting there and Nick, like, put the phone face down and slid it to me. And I was reading through the emails and I'm reading these shits like, Wow. And she was like, can you, he was like, can you, uh, they both had iPhones, so you transfer the files to me. And I remember she had transferred the files to him. He's sitting there looking through his phone, looking at the emails. And he was like, Charlie, what would you do? I mean, there's no excuse for breaking the, uh, attributes of the handbook like you supposed to uphold the rules of the handbook and like one you're fraternizing so that's ethically wrong business wise two you're fraternizing and you're engaged and you're fraternizing with a married woman so now your morals are uh to question and Three, you aren't smart about it. So your intellectual, your intellectual floor is fucked up. 
he was like, I like the way you put that. I was like, no problem. And we sat there. I think we ended up going to, uh, there was a club here called It's at a cigar bar. Or we went to Speakeasy. It was a Speakeasy around here at a cigar bar. And we went to the cigar bar and we were sitting there. And I remember we were walking out the door because we were about to leave. This one I had my truck. Because I'm going to ride with you, Charlie. I was like, all right, cool. It don't matter to me. And then one of the managers was like, oh, we going, we, we going to Speakeasy? He was like, yeah. But the manager that, the two managers that I was telling y'all about in the other segment that was chucking and driving, he said, don't invite them. Well, he told me this. He expected, and he told the other manager, yeah, but don't tell, uh, don't tell them to. And he looked and was like, why? Like the dude, he was silly. He said, why? Ah, whatever. So he ended up inviting them anyway. So me and Nick is sitting at the, the, and Nick was Italian. So he loved the big ass fucking mafia like setting in the speakeasy we went to. And we're sitting there and we smoking our cigars sipping on the drinks and they walk in and he had this look on his face like, I told him not to invite them I needed time to collect my thoughts on what I have to do next and I remember sitting there in that position I was like at this point in time they came over and I watched him own his emotions I watched him own his emotions. Though it showed, because I saw it because I was within the loop, but they couldn't see the discernment on his face because they weren't used to that level of light. The only thing they were paying attention, the only thing that they could pay attention to was the fact that I was sitting there and I had been there since the entire time with him when we left earlier. So all they were looking at was like, why is he here again with the boss? They couldn't see past that. And when you're noticing this, when you're moving into your healed aspects, when you're healing yourself, people are only gonna see what they're able, they're, people are only gonna see partially what they want to see and partially, it's not even partially what they want to see, it's only what they can see. They only can see past it, they only can see to a certain narrative. They have not allowed themselves to become humble to their own heart, and I got into that last week. But they have not allowed themselves, there was another case of them not becoming humble to their own heart in order for the light to show. For them to be able to see the writings on the wall. And the writings on the wall, clear as day, don't come sit over it. Writers were on the wall clear as day. Nigga, you fucked up. And I'm laughing. I'm laughing. I'm owning my emotions and I'm laughing it off. I'm like, I'm not showing anything, but I'm just, I'm playing the role of the fool. And I remember that day, there was like 
couple days later, he ended up suspending him. He suspended him. He suspended both of them. Okay, both of them. Like, he suspended him. And he came in the, uh, he suspended, actually suspended both of them because they both did some other stuff that was within those text messages. And the other half of the text message I didn't get a chance to read. And I remember Nick told me to come in early. Came in early. He told me I'd do the truck order and do inventory with him. Came in and did inventory. We were doing the truck order. He was still thinking, I was like, you still thinking about it? He said, yeah, still thinking about it. And then he was like, you're gonna be leading the manager meeting. I was like, okay. So I remember we were sitting there at the table. The manager meeting started, everybody had walked in. He called the adulterer, I'm gonna call him the adulterer, called him over to the table and then he never came back. He never came back through the door he came into. He came and went out through the front door. And I remember he called the other one over, talked to him, walked back over to the table. And then when Nick finally walked back to the table, Nick had two sets of keys in his hand. And he threw the keys on the table. And he said, Charlie, pick a set. Matter of fact, nah, here's your set. Those are going into the safe. I don't want that energy on you. Because even at that point in time, this is when I started getting very big on energy. And I was like, damn, it really fucking happened. I'm really looking at it like, yo, this shit really fucking happened. Like, he really set the fucking tone. And that was a moment when I was like, realizing my first steps into becoming the entity that I needed to become to accept that position in full. We parted ways, the store, uh, the restaurant ended up shutting down and changed, uh, changed fate, like they gave it a facelift. Uh, I was put into some stock, stock advice that you don't even have to come back. All you do is invest into shares and buy the shares into the stock and then cash out and I cashed out and I, I wasn't in the right mindset because if I was in the right mindset when I did that cash out I would have kept it in there because behind that two other restaurant two other concepts opened up and they're making money I still keep making money off the back or off top but I wasn't in the right mindset but I put that in there to say this to become the true heel owner of your emotions become the heel aspect to become that entity become that body of light that you're trying to become you first must subject yourself to the attributes of the ideal space that means everything based upon the unhealed narrative you must first subject yourself to in order to learn it that's the only way that you can heal you must be face to face with the projections and the rejections of what is no longer serving a purpose to you. You have to be inside of a position to be like, you know what? I cannot do this anymore. 
I can't be this person. I can't be in this space. I can't be in that mindset anymore. And then you notice when you come into this heal position, for a lot of people, when they start actually healing, they're still trying to apply that healed energy to broken spaces. They're still trying to apply that healed energy to those broken spaces. That means when it comes time to face family members and old friends, which are now associates, family, they're starting, they, they have to realize that the family that they once supported them are now simply related to them based upon those traumas. The friends that they used to bond with, they're only associates based upon those traumas. They're only associates. They're still within the worker category. Until you accept and you acknowledge those odds within yourself and do that work, you can't even fully embrace being the owner. Because when you are the owner of your when you're the owner of your emotions and their imbalance, when you are the owner of your energy and it is imbalanced, it ain't overused, it ain't underused, it's imbalanced. That's the only time then when you're able to actually coach the workers. I'm in a position where I coach the workers. I remember I always used to make the joke. I remember I always used to make the joke. This is like way before I was like, I'm trying to go from player to coach to owner. I'm trying to go from player to coach to owner. And one good thing. One of the few good, one of them, it was, he told me a lot of good things. My uh, last boss, before he got uh, exposed from the company I was at, he was like, in order for you to be in the position, he actually reinforced what my mentor, previous mentor from further back, Nick told me. He was like, in order to be in this position in order to become the manager you have to be in that mindset and it's not simply running a shift it's not simply getting through he wasn't talking about running a shift. he was like it's not simply getting through a shift it's not just the running a shift it's not just getting what some people are actually doing they're only getting through the shift because i was like that makes sense because they're running the shift or getting through the shift is in reflection of just getting through their life. It was like, yeah. Look at you talking about the elevation talk. I was like, yeah. So basically it boils down to you can't manage your life until you learn how to manage yourself. This is where the age old aspects of the ego says, This is those age-old aspects of when the ego says your life is fucked up. But in reality, your subconscious says, or your true self, higher self says, everything's in order. This is when your ego is going to tell you no one understands you. And your higher self tells you 
you're not to be understood. Boss talk. I remember looking at the Dame Dash interview, the first one, when he said he was very, that was that Shango energy coming out. And I remember he was sitting there in his interview at Breakfast Club, and like, you you happy being a worker, work for somebody else, not being a boss? And he was so shooting and shooting and shooting. It was like, it was still, I could tell now, like when I think about it in moments like now, or like after I watched it, and I was looking at the reflection, and I was like, there was still so much hurt within Dane. He was going through things at that point in time, and he said he was going through things at that point in time. And I remember his second interview on The Breakfast Club. If you've not seen his, look at his first interview, and then look at his second interview. Actually, look at his first interview, then go look at his joint on Candace class on YouTube, when the Dame Dash interview, and then go look at his second uh, Breakfast Club interview. Actually, you can look at the breakfast, his second Breakfast Club interview and the Candace class interchangeably, but I give you a nice suggestion to look at his Candace class uh, interview first, because it's gonna give you insight in the way his energy was when he went in on his, he went to the uh, second uh, interview on Breakfast Club. That's a true boss. He learned how to manage his emotions. He's learned how to manage his energy. Not saying that he's, that's a good reflection of it. Not saying that it's always gonna, and when you're seeing it, man, he's still shooting off at the mouth and da 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 da. I'm not saying that it's going to be a perfected aspect, but he's owning what he's always owned. He's perfected it and removed the aspects of being hurt. That's the true aspects of being in your space, ownership. When we think about wanting stuff given to us based upon the trauma, you have to understand that that trauma has to be prevalent and continued in order for you to get what you're trying to get. You have to understand that your trauma, can, your, that trauma has to continue be, being prevalent for you to get what you want to get from so that means if you sitting there in that oppressive like mindset as i say almost every week that means everything you get even if you want change and you want equality and you the, the quality that you truly you actually want the change that you actually want has to come transmuted through that oppression so that means you're always have to be oppressed in order to get it that means you always have to struggle in order to grind. It ain't about grinding and hustling, it's about aligning yourself. Motherfuckers don't even realize that right now, the way the karmic debt is being settled for a lot of people that have settled their karmic debt, they've changed the paradigm of how time shifts anyway. I've surely noticed it. I listened to a meeting the other day on a phone call regarding some uh, matters. And everything that I already said, even this in my mind, creating a scenario, came up in that meeting. I didn't have to say anything. I had to be angry. I didn't have to, I just sat there and listened to the meeting. And everything that I already had said was addressed within the meeting. Just by me creating that scenario in my mind that is gonna be handled. <laughs> 
That's power. Only an owner can do that. Only an owner can do that. Only when you truly come into the aspects of being that truly balanced heel owner can you do that. You can set that tone and always come out in your favor. That's the key. Always setting that tone to come out in your favor. Always. Putting yourself in a position where you always come out on top. Major fucking keys. I've learned so many fucking keys that I've applied to the doors in my life that has changed me into what I am right now. And I love it. I love being this full of this type of energy. I love being the divine masculine. I love being in balance with my divine masculine. Cause the only way you become the divine masculine is once you become balanced with your divine, the divine feminine aspects, the divine feminine aspects that are within you. Once you're in this position, nothing really gets to you. There's conversations that I have that are so open and closed because I'm not willing to step into that point that I can hold myself to the accountability. I hold myself to accountabilities and responsibilities and accept my accountabilities and responsibilities so that when I speak, as uh, I speak so in the I speak in the now I speak in divine favor so no matter what I'm saying it is it don't matter what I say since I'm coming from the truth that's within me I'm standing on my square I'm within my balance niggas gonna take that shit I was in my uh, lecture Friday and one of uh, my man one of my uh, one of the people that were within the comments was like he asked a question and I gave him an answer he was like the way you break things down the way that your metaphors just hit on point I'm trying to get to that level in myself I was like Ain't nothing but space and opportunity. Ain't nothing but growth around you. Ain't nothing but the ability to grow to your highest self. Either you accept the challenge or you falter under the weight. Either you accept this shit, become this heel owner, own your LLC, stop emancipating your emotions for others to take care of, stop the stupid ass tune of accept me for who I am or you always you're not going to be able to accept the rejection thank you for choosing the God our podcast got one more sponsor plug talk then we'll get to that close out I love you You know, you know how to keep you plugged in with the plug talk. I wanted to get into that initial consultation discussion where we discuss where you're at, the concerns you have, and put together a plan to, to get you to the best you. You are the star player, and being in tune with that power will boost your ability to move in balance and precision in any uh, situation. It can be simple as guided meditation, 
a little bit of life coaching from day to day. Or you may need to get deeper into the aspect of help with your shadow work. And that's what I do. I, I help with that. I give those aspects of helping with the shadow work. Uh, we discuss the external reflections of your life based on those traumas, based on those uh, rejected aspects, based on those shadows. And then we get into linking you to that point. Because with a lot of people, we don't realize that the trauma that we face locks us into a time loop. And I've noticed that a lot for a lot of people. You can be, let's say, I go back to the time when I first saw my mom and my pops get into it. And I was young, I was unable to do anything. I noticed that, that was around when I was eight years old, when it came to defending things, when it came to certain aspects of defending and standing up for myself, I was stuck in that eight-year-old time block, in that aspect. I matured in every other level, and even the levels that I matured in, they were being transmuted through that trauma. So I was in that space, in that trauma. And that's what we discussed when we uh, put together that initial consultation. We put it out on the table. Then from there, if you uh, decide to go forward, we, you know, we do the session. Within this, right now, I have the shadow work reading along with the consultation for $65. So, that's a small investment for the ultimateness of being here. Again, yourself to the path of being here. Gotta call alchemistllc.com. You can hit me up at papalucy666 at gmail.com. If you follow me on uh, Facebook, it's Rock Me. Just hit me in my inbox. If you follow me on Instagram, papa underscore lucy666 hit me in the dms or you can hit the number 910-777-7708 toll free and we can get that set up or maybe you just want to maybe you just need a reading maybe you just need that natal chart analysis whatever it is i love papa the circle that's what i'm here for um last week we got into the red lining district romanticizing the trauma Learning how to step past that romanticizing of that trauma. And this week on the Gotico Alchemist YouTube channel, Friday Night Lectures, we're going to be getting into observance. Understanding how to become attached to nothing and then understanding our connection to everything. We're going to get deep into that. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Friday Night Lectures. Tune in. Um, share, subscribe, like, comment. Let me know what you think. I'm open up. I'm open to it all. Um, I'm just loving that drum pattern. That's about it. If you have a service, you have a product, you want to uh, work on a, a podcast episode, interview where we do a nice little bill, hit me up at setcallanitas at gmail.com. Or you can inbox me, DM me, and we'll set that up, put the details together, get the dialogue together. I'm working on the new software now. I'm working with this new software now so I can get that interfacing in play.
But yeah, stay tuned for the closeout. And thank you for choosing another episode of the God Hour. Let me get back into this. Another end of a... You know there's no such thing as an ending over here. It's always a beginning. If you listen in today, on a Tuesday, you know tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you know we're going to get into the God Hour show. We're going to get deeper into these aspects of what is your greatest fear of rejection you know that's we don't do the Q&A live readings the readings are first card free three cards is for five and five cards is 15 get a full spread for 15 you know that's that Tuesday special but as I'm looking at this and I'm just listening to my I listen to myself speak I even listen I like I'll listen to my podcast episodes like it's brand new because I'm I'm speaking it in sections so to hear the whole body of work afterwards is always like a great thing for me I'm like yo I'm, I actually said some things that was actually I said some powerful shit but that's the aspect of you being and you living within your higher self. You living within that higher aspect. You're building a company. You're building a brand. You're building a company. You're putting yourself in a position that nobody else can take you out of. And that's the key. I love the fact that I built myself into a position. I'm building a position that nobody can take me out of my position no one can take me out of this position everything from i produce my own music to video editing to editing the podcast itself editing sound and adding and mixing and mastering all of these things i'm learning but it's like i'm recalling i remember listening to uh, a jay song he was like all they do is record i recall and I'm looking like, yo, nigga, I recall everything. Like I've already been here before. That's mastery. That's that healing LLC. But in order for me to get to this healing LLC, running my LLC and running my emotions and keeping myself in check, I had to go through the stages of the unhealed worker. I had to step out of the, this is the way I am aspect. I had to step out of it because if I didn't, I'd still be afraid of rejection. I'd still be afraid of those no's. I'd still be afraid to set those boundaries. I'd still be in fear of that. I'd probably be somewhere right now. What is it? Some Y'all going to get this Tuesday. I'd probably be in somebody's bar or somebody's house talking about nothing sitting there just uncomfortable knowing that ain't where I'm supposed to be 
Somewhere deep down in me, I knew where I was supposed to always be. Somewhere deep down inside of you, your internal you, you know exactly where you're supposed to be. But what you gonna do to get there? What you gonna do? What are you going to do to get to the highest aspects of yourself? What you gonna do? It's all on you. Today is the only day that matters. You are the only one that matters. And once you get through that and understand that and embrace that, through the crosshairs of today being the only day that matters and you being the only one that matters, that forms that crossroad. That forms that crosshairs. From that crosshair, you are now going to be like, what am I about to do next? I'm going to own this shit. I'm going to create and set my goals to the tone that in order for me to achieve my goals, I gotta become somebody entirely different. You gotta change. And I'm not talking about your internal aspects. Those are the aspects that you heal. And the more that you heal those internal aspects, the outside of you is gonna change. It's gonna be a whole new phrase, a whole new frame of mind, a whole new light, a whole new bounce. Because why? Because you stopped emancipating your emotional distress. You stopped accepting the emancipation of others' emotional distress. And that's the key. so fitting feel like I need a glass of brandy right now and a cigar I just want to see you great I just want to see you expound I just want to see you expand past the parameters of the safeties of that trauma net been another episode of the God Hour Podcast. It's been a humble joy to be your host and master in ceremonies. And I'll see you guys throughout the week. Remember, this Friday we get into observance on the God of Coat Alchemist YouTube channel. Be the fucking best. I love you. We love us. Ashe.